Yes, yes, yes. And welcome to episode 33 of the Hub World Podcast. Today I am your host, Gino, and I am joined by Mateo, Sarah, and Adriano. Yeah, Adriano's here too. He's we're gonna have a good time today. Um we, we hinted this one at the end of last episode. Um, but yeah, today we are going to be talking about our general thoughts of uh, Avatar, The Last Airbender, Korra, and the entire like Avatar series, where we see things going, and just some fun theory crafting and general news and love of the series and stuff. A bit of an icebreaker for this one here. We haven't done one in a little while, but I had an idea for, for this one here where I ask you guys the question, what bender are you and why? So... Who wants to start? I'll start. Just for context, I started watching Avatar, like, I want to say a month ago. And uh, I'm completely done everything now. Like, I binged the you-know-what out of that show. (laughs) And I never, like, as a child, I thought it was dumb, but I was definitely wrong. Like, I could admit that now. But um, after watching the show, I would be, I was thinking, like, for sure, I'm, I'm an airbender. But... According to some random test online, and then the opinions of others, I'm an earthbender, so uh, I'm going to go with that. And obviously, like, I, I feel like earthbenders have the coolest, like, there's like the subcategories, like metal bending and lava bending. I think those are really cool, really practical. So uh, I'm going to go with earthbender. Mateo, I definitely got airbender vibes off of you. But like an airbender who got airbending during harmonic conversion. <laughs> yeah, oh, no. One of, the, one of the pity airbenders. No. Yep. <laughs> cool, honestly. Um, but yeah, on the complete opposite side of the spectrum, I watched the pilot episode of Avatar when I lost my first tooth. I was sitting watching it and my first tooth fell out. So I've been watching Avatar my whole entire life, basically. I am in love with this show. I would definitely be a waterbender. More specifically, the waterbenders that live in the swamp (laughs) and like (laughs) eat everything in sight. I'm from Florida and I totally get like Louisiana Bayou and Everglades vibes off of those guys. Like I know those guys. I grew up next to those guys. Those are my guys. That's my tribe. Those are my people. Waterbender. Ew. So I think I, I would be fire niche, fire, firebending, because my OC is a firebender, basically. <laughs> He's a fire and light bender, but not a combustion type anything. Okay. That's, yeah, yeah. I, I can see Adriano uh, being a firebender. He's usually very passionate about things. And, yeah, but like, not like Zuko angry, like angst kind of firebender you'd be like iro jolly let's have tea oh my god thank you that is a yeah. high compliment. that, really that is, is. is a compliment in like the highest regards iro's the yeah, best character or one of the best characters in that show yes, sir. yeah that. absolutely yeah iro iro's so good anyway i think i think for me is like i was the exact opposite of mateo because like i thought i would definitely be an earthbender because like i'm usually very like calm and like collected and i usually stand my ground and don't let people like talk at me i'm like i'm the person that's like hey what the hell in the group and usually like stirring shit up but i took that exact same test thing that mateo did and apparently i'm an airbender (laughs) because i'm very like hey let's give people the benefit of the doubt here guilt uh, innocent until proven guilty let's not rush to conclusions i'm very like trying to like make peace and i'm very generally empathetic and understanding 
of things, but like if something I know is wrong, I'm gonna go out and like try to remedy it, and I'd be like, uh, uh-uh, uh, that's no bueno, and like try to help someone see something right. Like if there's like a teachable moment, and I can kind of see that in myself, kind of like how like airbenders generally are like, okay, more like peace oriented, and yeah, they don't have like lava or metal bending like like the earth benders, or they don't have like swamp bending and like electric bending and all that stuff they have air air is generally it's pretty much available everywhere you just you just use the world around you and you just be like yo man peace love that's beautiful Gina. yeah <laughs> i love that for you <laughs> i don't know i was like i was a little like disappointed at first but i'm like you know what air bending is actually pretty pretty sweet because you can fly <laughs> there you go you can fly yeah you can you can get yourself a little the staff and like fly around so yeah, still see you as an earthbender. You were singing diggy hole yesterday. <laughs> you know, or you get a a flying squirrel suit like uh, the latter seasons of Korra. Uh, I see. I don't like the squirrel suits. <laughs> I don't either. I think they're awful. <laughs> they're yeah. awful. Stylish, anyway, <laughs> opinions and stuff aside, yeah. Well, like we can, we we can get to that later on. Um, if you couldn't tell already, spoilers <laughs> for. For the show and the series uh, in general, with like the state of the universe and stuff, we're just going to be talking about like our love of Airbender and Korra and things like that. So yeah, I, I got to, I'm taking the the helm of of this one here just a little bit differently than uh, our past uh, shows. I actually wrote like a list of like things that I think we should talk about, like a guided kind of almost like a study. Not so not so much. Just I got like my bullet uh, my bullet points like PowerPoint on, on the screen. Uh, shout out to to Joe if you were around for our Pokemon episode where he made a PowerPoint of why Gen Five is bad, uh, but I don't have a an actual PowerPoint. It's just like basic talking points and stuff. I'm I'm having a little bit of fun with this one. So, spoiler warning aside, just I want to throw that out there just because we will be talking spoilers about the series and where things go. So if you haven't finished watching Airbender or Korra yet, please do because it's a hell of a show. It and the world is just so wonderful and lovable. Uh, but yeah, first up, what are your general thoughts on the series itself and like the IP in general? Like, what are some uh, what are some strengths? What works and doesn't work? Uh, and what do you think that what would you personally like to see more? Like, I'm just asking this general question. I guess we can talk about like what we what we all love about the IP. Like, what works for us? I think you said it already. You know, like the for me at least, like as like watching these shows as an adult. For the first time ever, like, I honestly wish I would have watched them as a kid because then I would have grown up with the characters and the world. It is a Game of Thrones level, like, world or a Lord of the Rings, like, Middle Earth level world in terms of world building, I think. The richness of the characters, the environments, the the lore, the mythology of the universe, it's, it's so special and... That is inherently the greatest strength of these shows. The world itself is like, I, I just love, and I love the fact that there's there's benders and non-benders and like the whole thing where like, like there's variations within each type of bending that you could be. Like it's it's really cool. I just, I, I love it. It's, I, I honestly want to, like, and I'm in the middle of reading the, the comics now and there's even more like added material there that's just, links things up really nicely it's just it's so well written it's fantastic it's like honestly it's a master class in, in universe building absolutely avatar is a masterpiece 
it touches on so many real world subjects in a way that a lot of kids media just cannot um the characters the character development the story arcs um just flawlessly written it's got great female representation representation for disabled people it's just all around so good touches on you know fascism genocide colonialism in such a unique way i think especially being a children's show um and it's enjoyable for kids and adults because it's just such a mature and wonderful story and love it. it's my favorite thing in the entire world what else can i say i'm a little no. biased <laughs> just, just just a tad bias yeah I just want to ask, uh, does this also include Korra or is it just Avatar? Everything. Well, okay. Well, one thing I really like about Korra is that the, the, the villains, they aren't exactly black and white. Like, their viewpoints are very gray area. Like, they, some of them, they make really, really valid reasons for why they do things, but how they deal with it definitely, of course, is, like, you know, controversial. But the one thing I don't like about Korra, I'm not... I'm not trying to make this, you know, one versus the other, but one thing I didn't like about Korra is it totally loses the exploration element that was in Avatar, the first one. Like, in Avatar, I totally felt like flying to, like, area to area. There's a lot of exploration. It's very open world. It introduced you to the entire world. And I just felt like in Korra, it mostly felt like I was just in, in the city the entire time. It didn't really feel like such a huge world, even though it literally is the same world the thing is though like they both explored the the like the this world in such a like a different way and what really worked for me like for for airbender is okay it's introducing us to this world for the first time the rules of this world how it works and cora goes into like the finer details and like kind of brings a magnifying glass to everything where we got to see more of the spirit world and the the back the rich backstory of the the avatar and like how their world kind of connects between mythology and like what they experience on a day-to-day basis while ang was on his bison having fun with the weird hybrid animals and like the platypus bear and the um the bear bear there was a third one there was a third one and i forgot what it was the sky bisons of they're basically manatee bisons right so or I thought they were like a platypus bison because they have like a tail, but they don't have a beak. Well, manatees are shaped like that. They have that big tail. Yeah. 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 <laughs> what has six limbs? I don't know. Like even like the animals and stuff were like really whimsical and fun. And like what really works is just that everything makes sense in this world and it doesn't really like fall out of place too, too much. I like, and I guess like, you guys have already kind of like explained like what works for me. And like, I guess like I can transition to like the, what doesn't work is like, I feel like technology in this world doesn't really have a place because we have like, well, technology in like the sense of like cars and stuff, because if you have earthbenders, like look what they had in Omashu back in air in the last airbender, they already had the trains. Right. And they had like the mail system and it's all using like sloped rocks and things. And they're using earth bending to do lots of these things where you would like require a modern day to have like automation and things. Right. But it's also really cool to see how everything has evolved where like, okay, we now have firebenders using their lightning bending to generate electricity to power everything and to like help the non-benders build 
their cities and things. So it's like it it works and it doesn't work. I like that more kind of like classic style where like everything really isn't developed too too much because it it adds to the fantasy environment. I'm not a big fan of like steampunk fantasy also, so that's probably just my bias showing a little bit. Right. I agree with what you're saying. Like I hope that the future of Avatar isn't further into the actual world future because the avatar world's kind of built in the same sort of progression as our world has been if you consider that you know um the industrial revolution was happening around the time that the first avatar series was happening and then the Korra series takes place in kind of like our equivalent of like the 1920s right so um and i agree i think there's a lot of steampunk elements in avatar the last airbender um, but I also, I, yeah, I, I don't care for it too, too much. Seeing the tanks and everything, even during Airbender, was really off-putting to me. Because I'm just like, why did, like, I I'm, I understand the Fire Nation has, like, a distinct advantage because of their technology and things. I don't know, like, I feel like it never really fit. Like, their explanation for, like, inventing the submarine using Sokka's very wonderful drawings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, stuff like that is inventive and fun, I guess. I don't know, like, again, like, I, I really don't think steampunk fantasy is that appealing mm-hmm. for whatever reason. Well, I was going to say, and you guys know my reaction to this, because I, like, I posted it in our group chat the second I finished watching the first episode of Korra, because I basically lived under a rock for in terms of this series all mm-hmm. my life. <laughs> and I know Korra came, I thought, honestly, I thought Korra came out in 2015. I didn't realize, like, it came out in, like, 2010 or something like that. I didn't yeah. realize that. Okay. But but basically, like, I thought the setting of Korra was still in that high fantasy or, like, ancient and very mystical, like, Last Airbender was. Yeah. I had no idea that, like, Republic City was a thing and, like, it was set in, like, this more technologically advanced future. And I knew Korra was set after Avatar, but I didn't realize that this world would develop that fast. And it still really bothers me. The thing is, like, we don't really get to see that evolution between the two shows that much. The comics don't really delve into it, at least the point I'm at, they don't delve into it very much. And I just feel like things move too fast. Like, Republic City is this massive space on the map. And there's electricity, there's skyscrapers, there's vehicles, there's like all this stuff. I think Toph's metal bending really is the thing that is the catalyst that pushed everything to where it's at now. And I know it's really contained in Republic City, but stuff that will take place after Korra, I feel like the world eventually is all going to be like Republic City. And then it kind of misses that, that charm that the series was formed with like i just feel like it might lose a bit of its identity because of the fact that it's almost in like a modern setting that's the one like the the major thing that bothered me yeah but remember like we even got like little bits and tidbits of of that like for instance like ozai and his giant blimp and stuff like literally burning the world down then you had that one episode where katara is the uh the the lady of the lake there that one episode like it's up it's their mission in that episode to like destroy a factory that's polluting things like you can start to see the tidbits of future stuff kind of coming in but it was so like few and far between where like we didn't really notice it but when it's like blatantly in your face like all the time with republic city i guess that's why it could be a little jarring but that stuff always that stuff always was there and like really 
going back and watching the series with Mateo during his watch through where I kind of realized that because like sitting through Airbender the first time I'm like wow this is so whimsical and like lots of fantasy aspects and stuff but then I realized like hey what I remember versus what I'm seeing and what actually happened are two different things yeah I think it's it's honestly I, I agree with Mateo I have watched Korra a couple times now and the first time I watched it I really did not like the like the feel of Republic City I didn't like how industrialized it was because um, there was a sort of magic to the Avatar world, but it is realistic considering that it's about 60 years in the future. And when you see the type of technology they had in Avatar versus the type of technology they have in Republic City, um, and you compare it to real world, that is quite at, like how fast industrialization happened. Like they were having these type of inventions, they had the railway system, they had, you know, military tanks, they had submarines. And 60 years later, they have cars, they have electricity, you know, and I think that that's pretty realistic. Although I wouldn't like to see it go too much further. I hope that the future Avatar stories are in the past um, and not after Korra's cycle. I don't want to see the next Avatar wearing blue jeans and listening to punk rock. <laughs> uh, the other thing that, and this is definitely a a network decision and like it was definitely like a, a decision of the times where like in the early mid 2000s you couldn't show like characters dying like explicitly showing characters dying <laughs> on screen <laughs> but yeah that it, it's rough like seeing some characters go out the way they do in the show or like are they dead like you actually have to like think twice like did they actually die or is this like are they just not allowed to show it oh like what happened to jet Bye. right yeah, and they even reference yeah. that as well in the show. Yeah, remember, remember the episode? They're all just like, uh, "This is an Airbender where like Team Avatar is watching the play about themselves, and everything is just a very like very terrible soap opera spoof." And it gets to the part where I think Jet uh, Jet's death happens in Bossing Say, and even like uh, Ang is all like, "Oh yeah, did did Jet actually die?" And Sokka's like. Nobody knows. <laughs> they referenced that. I just thought it was funny. They did confirm later in an interview that, yes, Jet is dead and so is Zhao. Well, Zhao is alive in the spirit world, but, you know, he, his yeah. physical body is dead as hell. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, they had to actually, like, confirm. Yeah, y'all, sorry about that. But, no, um, in, in Korra, when they took Korra off of Nickelodeon, they were like, okay, now we can do whatever we want within its limits. And you can definitely see that in uh, season three when <laughs> they literally blow up Combustion Lady's head inside of a metal box. Like, oh my God. And, yeah. But I think, honestly, if, if Last Airbender was created today and aired on TV now, I think it would be fine. I don't think there would be those issues, those same issues would be around now. Avatar Last Airbender really paved the way for a lot of shows and having like more mature storytelling in a in a show that is targeted towards 8 to 12 year olds right. because that was definitely their demographic like that and there's a lot more there just for that demographic that, that like we said like these shows are phenomenal they're they are timeless I honestly, I did not know that the set third and fourth season of Korra were not on, uh, like, aired on TV. 
Yeah, so that's actually why Korra feels so segmented when you watch it. The first season uh, like ends and then there's a totally different storyline for the next and then the next and the next because Korra was never renewed after it was finished. It only got renewed season by season. So mm -hmm. if Korra was um, renewed for like three seasons at a time, it probably would have been one long cohesive story. But they thought that every season ending was going to be the last episode. And I believe... Season one was the only episode that got aired on Nickelodeon. And then they said, hey, uh, we're not going to show your show anymore. You can make it, but it's going to be on Nick.com. And uh, they can watch it there through like some sort of subscription. I don't know. But um, yeah, uh, the first season of Legend of the Core is the only one that I remember actually being able to watch on TV. Really? Yeah. See, I thought I thought each season was eventually aired on TV. I didn't even know that. Wow. Eventually, okay. um, I know that that's why they, because uh, they kind of got dropped because the first season of Korra didn't do super well compared to Avatar uh, because of, you know, the popular opinion. I, I personally am not a huge fan of the first season of Legend of Korra. I think the three seasons are much better. But um, yeah, I don't know if they did get eventually aired on television, but I do know that they weren't originally aired on television. I, I don't know like I I feel like I feel like it would have done okay if it came out a little later I still feel like things were a little too new or if they like if they went back in time or they like they let us separate from the original team avatar and Aang it's it's hard to talk about this series without like comparing like the only like animated content that we currently have right but yeah and like I know we're going to be going back and visiting the original team avatar with the new Netflix series but with the original creators kind of like separating and distancing themselves from that, what does that what does that mean for the show, right? Like, I don't know if I want to get invested if the original creators kind of like aren't on board, but I, I want to see more Avatar content. And I know like they have the Avatar Studios thing coming up, but... I hate the live action trend. I, I don't mind the more content. I'm excited for more content. I really dislike that everything needs to get some live action reboot. Um, I think it takes away from the magic of the world. I think that Avatar is perfect. Don't mess with it. It doesn't need to be rewritten. People just want to make more money off of it. And if the original creators step back, they step back from the Avatar movie, which is, that's the only time I'm going to bring this up because uh, <laughs> I know It doesn't exist. I refuse to not, acknowledge it. <laughs> it does not acknowledge the movie, but you know, we've seen it happen where they tried to make a live action Avatar. They epically failed. Leave Avatar alone. It's perfect how it is. Continue to make original content. Do not build off of a masterpiece and think that you can make something that's like good standing next to it. That's my opinion. I've never seen the the live action movie. Good. I'm, on, I'm curious good. to see it. I actually might do it. Because like, I'm, I'm the type of guy where it's like, there's no way it's as bad as what people say, how people say it is. But I thought too, I couldn't finish it. And I watched it yeah. when I was like 10 when it first came out. So I was a part of the age demographic. I was like, oh my God, I'm, I'm actually like going to start crying because this is so, so sad. But in a way though, because they're taking their time and it's going to be, it's not a movie, it's going to be a series. They'll have better chance to develop characters and stories in that world. And we already know it's probably, it's going to be, they're going to take their, their liberties with it. Especially right. now since the creators aren't attached to it anymore. But if it's good, it can be its own thing. Well, we have the other thing here that we actually care about. I'm going to give the series a chance, you know, because like 
for the most part, Netflix is pretty good with a lot of their, at least the shows that I watch. I think they're fantastic, like the Netflix stuff. But yeah, they've, the, they've done a really good job with The Witcher in the live their action. Anime yeah. shows, though, or their anime movies, live action, have been really bad. This is the thing, though. Like, I, I, like, I know, like, the, like, obviously, the main issue that we're all afraid of is that, like, they're gonna make Katara and Zuko a couple. Is doesn't it take place in modern world, and they're like school kids, and Katara is like sixteen, and Aang is like thirteen? I, I think not. it takes place in the modern universe. Uh, I don't know if they're like school kids, but I think it takes place because um, when I read the character synopsis, it sounds like it takes place in. Like 2020. Oh gosh, I hope not. Well, then disregard everything I said. This is going to be a complete disaster of a show. <laughs> <laughs> but, we can separate it. I see, but <laughs> yeah, I I really hope that they they stick true to the original stuff because like I'm a big sucker for like that kind of like mythology and stuff for my for my shows. But but again, like it's it's what it is. Like like we know that they're going to be working on some new things because like the original creators didn't just like nope out of the Netflix and be like, uh, that's your avatar content for the next t- 10 years. Peace out. They're not doing that. They went out and made their own studio and they already announced what they're going to be doing. Right. Like, so we have avatar studios coming up. We have some announcements from them. They're going to be doing some sort of animated movie and there's going to be a new series. So Yay. Like we already know that the comics and stuff are a thing. Like I know that they're doing a a run of Avatar Kyoshi stuff right now, right? And apparently it's like it's really like dark, <laughs> considering like we've seen like Happy Go Lucky Ang and we've seen kind of like Korra grow up also, right? But like Kyoshi, the Kyoshi stuff, it's set back in that like past kind of time frame, but it's a lot darker than then we found like there's a lot more like mature themes in that and i haven't read into it or i haven't like i haven't seen like comic story in or anything like that if they've like if they've gone out and done anything on that like if that exists online but i know mateo has been kind of like paying attention to like the ang stuff and eventually like i think he was going to head over and and take a look at like the core comics and everything as well yeah i'm just i want to work my way through basically the order of which it was released yeah. And yeah, so like we know that there's going to be some like an animated movie as I said before and a new like TV series and like just I think it would be really cool like don't jump into a new avatar right away. It'd be nice to maybe get like a movie version of some of the comics like what happened to Zuko's mom or some of that other stuff or maybe get the Kyoshi series put in as a movie. That would be pretty cool because like even watching the show you can see the experiences of the past avatars and they were like kind of mysterious but you kind of knew like bits and pieces of their past and it'd be it'd be really nice to see the actual like okay here's like here we go this is like this is going to be kyoshi's story proper or if they're going to introduce a new avatar don't let it be the avatar after korra why don't we go to a an avatar from the past like random surfing waterbender and like see what happened to like his wife when she got her face stolen right and, like tell that whole story or right they have a lot of potential because they built a lot of lore yeah mm. or like what happened to like the avatar after juan how did they figure out that there were a re- reincarnation of some uh like another person when did yeah when did they know that they were reincarnating at what point that'd be really cool to explore mm-hmm. like, what do you guys think i really think that 
because of how Korra, like, basically all the series, if they or if any stories they tell after Korra won't have the the ability to use the past avatars, like we or the, we, we won't see them anymore. Like the connection is severed. Like you, she won't be able to com- communicate with it. We don't even know if avatars past Korra would be able to communicate with Korra and like anyone that was after her. So. I, that is like I want stuff like that to be answered, and I don't know if necessarily if the, a TV show or a a movie is the best way to tell that type of story. Like at least for after Korra, comic books would be fine because like you don't really need to read them, but it's that that's just supplementary material that can answer unanswered questions. But for the 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 sake of you know storytelling with fan service and stuff that I want to see personally is I care more about the stuff that came up before Korra. I want to see Aang. I want to see previous avatars because those are additional characters that will have significance and they can help the hero along their journey. Yeah, I totally agree. I, I like that idea of doing the avatar right after avatar wand, you know, I think that's a really good idea, but my th- I have a gut, and my uh, my gut feeling is whatever, because the movie's going to be coming out before the show. I think the movie's going to spin off into the show. If you can generate hype around the movie, that can carry over to the show directly, especially if the characters in the movie are well received. But then, if that doesn't happen, then I don't know if I would want them to turn the comics into a movie. Maybe do something after, like between Avatar and Korra still team avatar because i want to know what happened to Sokka. i want to know like did Sokka have a family like how did he die stuff like that right like how did i, I want to see ang like i, I just want to see the the immediate impact of ang's death on the world how that affects his children how that affects katara like i want to see that so like something in that period of like like 40 years whatever it is 30 40 years oh so like so just after ang dies and just as court because that that's how it works right like as soon as the avatar dies the next one like is pretty much born right yeah so like the moment that ang died was the moment that Korra was born yes so it would be nice to see like that first like five years or so kind of like before the white lotus finds Korra firebending in her igloo yeah, yeah. Like, I right. honestly don't want to see Korra in the movie. Like, I I don't want it to focus on her because we already know what, like, we know that what happens with her. I want to know what more happens with, like, Suki is, like, never mentioned in, in Korra, I don't think. No, she's not. Neither is Sakura. Yeah, like, so, like, and, you know, like, I, I want to see what happened to Zuko's relationship. Like, we don't know who uh, Zuko's daughter is. Like Izami, I think, is his daughter. We don't know her who her mother was. We know Toph became like was a, met- a teacher at a met like she taught metal bending and then became the police chief or whatever. Like we, I want to know like more about these characters in the years between the shows. So right. like, I, think there's more comics coming out. There's been a rumored comic to come out about Suki for a long time, um, and some people have been saying I don't know if anything was leaked or whatever, but like Suki died really young. But um, or if that's just a theory. Also, this is not related. I wanted to retract a previous statement. 
So the whole, um, the new Avatar series is set in modern day, I think is just a rumor. Um, we don't know too much about it yet. I had to look it up, but the cast list was just released and it sounds more like normal Avatar than the previous uh, synopsis that was released. But anyway, um, I good, would love Good to fact know checking, Sarah. Yeah, <laughs> I would love to know what happened to Sokka. I, I was kind of hurt that they kind of just like threw away Sokka and Korra. I was like, we know what yeah. happened else can we at least hear from Qatar like he doesn't have to be in it I get that people die but like can we hear like you know Sokka's kids Sokka you know like and there's so many people who think that um what's her name Suyen uh, who's the other Lin's sister what's her name Sue yeah yeah Sue is Sokka's daughter I don't agree with that theory because I don't think Sokka would be a deadbeat dad um yeah he but, wouldn't be yeah Sokka would be a great father and I don't think that Sokka and Top yeah. would be a this is yeah. uh, actually um, I I do want to put it uh, chime in a little bit on like while we're like talking about like okay I actually think that something after Korra would be good and Juliana was actually talking to me about this one time and I thought it was a brilliant idea and it kind of ties in with the end of Korra right so the next Avatar in the cycle would have to be an Earthbender and at the end of Korra we were dealing with the Earth Empire right. Right. What if, okay, we have another avatar that dies really young for some whatever reason, right? And what if the the next avatar is born into Earth Empire sympathizers? Ooh. And the entire thing for the avatar is, okay, we don't, like, we, we see a, not a fully realized avatar, right? Because, like, okay, Earth Empire, Kavira was shut down. Kind of like, like, she was trying to take over the world, but she had good intentions. The world needs to be united versus a threat like look what happened with like Unalak and all of that stuff we need to have one unified thing and republic city we're going to expand this and like try to make the, the earth empire they find out that the avatar you know is going to be an earthbender and it's part of and that the avatar is born into this sympathizer family and raise the avatar to take over the world that's very interesting because the were because like we did get those kind of like dark avatar vibes from the Unalak arc, right? And I still think that that would have been really cool to have like a like a perfect foil to the avatar with Rava, right? With um, Vatu's spirit in, in in an evil avatar, right? Or like an incarnation of darkness. That would be really really cool. So it's up to like a band of characters to take down the avatar because the avatar had been corrupted in some form, right? Juliana was talking about that and like how like the entire thing could be it'd be kind of like Red Sun Superman in a sense where like Superman in the Red Sun comic was born was like his pod lands in Soviet Russia instead of Kansas and what happens to the world if Superman was a dictator like that was like one of those stories so like the avatar could be wearing this Earth Empire uniform become the supreme leader and over the course of their whole journey, right? If they are disconnected from the previous avatars and they only have Korra to base things on, this person, this avatar would really hate Korra and be like, I'm not listening to you because you destroyed everything that was supposed to be good because you took down Kavira and not listen to it. And then the, this, this hypothetical avatar, and because Earthbenders are notoriously stubborn, it would, it would totally fit for this Earthbender avatar to like just not listen to anyone other than themselves and what they truly believe in. And yeah, Jules was talking to me about it, and he, he definitely could explain it a lot better than me. But like over the course of the seasons, it would be like this avatar realizing what they did was wrong and trying to undo the damage that they've done. And the fear that 
the avatar is now put into the people. And Team Avatar could be like a group of people trying to take down the avatar, kind of like the Red Lotus. And it'd be like, hey, the Red Lotus has a point. Yeah, that's really interesting. I think that that would be an interesting direction. I don't think that they would go into like a villain avatar story, but like Aang's story was pretty much like physical game, physical development. He was learning the elements. Korra's was more spiritual. She was coming into herself and learning. And this could be like a moral growth story. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That would be pretty interesting. Hypothetically, how would that avatar learn the other types of bending? That that could be another thing. Maybe this avatar only knows earth bending and is really, really strong with it. They could also be like child prodigy, kind of like Korra was. But then again, you would have a also my only thing with that kind of thinking is you would have a really like you'd have another really stubborn avatar that isn't able to connect to the spirit world and all that stuff. Yeah, that kind of sounds like Korra. You have a spirit like yeah. Boomju flying around next to you, right? Like cause, yeah, because because of what happened at the end of Korra. Right. Boomju is one of the greatest characters, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah boomy both boomies yeah. <laughs> they're both pretty well yeah like that was that yeah that was juliano's idea and i really i really i really kind of like that give me anything more avatar because like i'm i'm itching right now for for another, another series or something. animated animated or otherwise but and i'm not 100 percent sure on this but i think aside from the live action show the the movie and the uh series the animated series i think are going to be on paramount plus the mm. subscription service i think that I could lend... nickelodeon i not yeah no they be... are it's all the same umbrella corporate umbrella viacom owns paramount which own in like in nickelodeon so like it's all it's all that streaming services don't have the same requirements like and like ratings and stuff like that to worry about that network television has so you could probably we could see a more like another mature type story or at least we won't see the the baby deaths that uh we saw in last airbender so where ang doesn't kill people but like throws an avalanche on everyone Right. I, I don't want like a rated R avatar story. I think that that would take away from a lot of like the mm -hmm. magic, but I would like an avatar story where, you know, people are, and, and I think Korra got into that a little bit when, you know, Zaheer airbended the breath out of the earth queen's lungs and killed her, you know, like yep. <laughs> they really take bending. Cause that was like one of the things I thought as a kid, like if you're an earthbender, you could just swallow somebody into the ground and crush them they're dead by you know like what else are they gonna do and airbenders you know you can suffocate somebody i i like to see maybe like it go further into the capabilities of bending but i don't want to see like weird avatar like sex storylines and like drugs in the avatar world like, i don't want to go too right <laughs> yeah they, they definitely won't go that route like they will right. but if they, but if they keep going like into the future right like or like at least into like what we perceive as like the present, right? Because if you think about it, if if Korra lives like a proper full life, unlike Aang, like she's probably going to be going to like eighty, ninety. Kyoshi apparently lived to two hundred. Yeah, they live really long in the Avatar world. The the next Avatar, they could have like airbending flying cars, right? Like something okay. something crazy like that, where like Korra's like she's like super ancient. And then, like, this world is just so beyond what we're, like, what we might even, like, it could be, like, I don't know, I'm thinking maybe, like, Jetsons or something, right? Like, where, <laughs> like, like that kind of, like, happy-go-lucky future kind of, like, because, like, we get a lot of, like, really 
depressing future if you think about it recently with like all this post-apocalypse stuff right yeah it'd be nice to see like okay here's a happy future like what like what point does the avatar serve at that point right like all their problems have been solved you know how they would make it a happy future is if they write their way out of how they ended season two and we get to see future stories and have previous avatars in those stories maybe they just make it as if Korra was the only avatar that couldn't uh, connect with their past lives. And like, that would make it like, that's the cherry on top. If they go in the future at all, an avatar, that's like the only thing I care about, honestly, like, I just want that. I want to know more about previous avatars. I want to see Aang again. Like that is, that is it. That would make me happy. I agree. I think that Korra could have been taken into a totally different direction. I love Korra, don't get me wrong. And I really, really like the villains in Korra and the story that Korra tells. I think that if Korra got renewed for four seasons when it was first out and it wasn't like, okay, season one, you're done. It would have been really interesting if Amon took away Korra's bending. And instead of Aang showing up and fixing it all and it being honky-dory, you know, at the end. Because she was already kind of OP in season one, she knew all of the elements. It would have been very interesting if she had to relearn all of the elements instead. And it would be interesting if the avatars in the future could maybe do something to relearn their past self. I think that would have been really cool. Yeah, like if oh, she had like to a self-discovery that. thing. Yeah, like they have to go back and like... It served the purpose for Korra's arc to do that. And I understand that completely. But it also prevents future avatars that won't have the same issues that she had so like it it, it it it's an impediment to for future storytelling and i honestly believe that like i don't i see the benefit for her and only her mm. because what if the next avatar isn't as good as uh, isn't like the prodigy that koro is it's like and like is like ang and needs to take time to learn the elements and has them like and is more in touch with their spiritual side but then there is no spiritual side to 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 connect with really like to the same extent, like you guys, there's the spirit world, but like they can't meditate and talk to themselves and like get advice and things like that. And I think that's, that is, that is a huge part of what the avatar storytelling or was in the first series in the comics as well. So it's, it like, that is the all, like the only, yeah. we're begging on Korra, but like, I just, I just can't, I can't help it. It's a great show. I just can't help it though. Like it's, it's just that's the one thing. It just grinds my gears. And just like I don't think repeat viewings of the show will make me feel less passionate about that. Yeah, I love Korra for what it is. I, I really do love it. Like I, I, it's it's not Avatar in my heart, which is like okay. But if I separate it from my biases towards Airbender, Korra is such a good show. It's amazing. Oh, it um, is. I think there's valid critiques of it, and I think that it's a good point to bring it up. I don't think that you're, like, bashing Korra by saying, you know, I wish it would have gone a different direction, or I think it kind of twisted the story up a little bit. Um, I, I think that it's a valid analysis of it, because I think that most people who watched Korra after watching Airbender really felt the same, and it kind of felt like like a punch in the gut, you know, and they disconnected the outcome. Yeah. Aang had such a short life. He died when he was, like, 60, I mean, he was 170-something, but, like, he didn't get to live his life. And then he doesn't even get to, you know, reincarnate and help the Avatars forever. He gets killed off pretty much, like, indefinitely, like, 
for good in horror mm-hmm. because of that. And it's kind of like, it's hurtful as a viewer to see it go in that direction. I see why it did. And I think that because of that, Cora, and like you said, it benefited Cora, but probably only Cora. She, she had to work through a lot of PTSD and, you know, it really um, also highlighted people who struggle with mental illness and stuff like that. And I think it was a, a good, a good arc following, but I wish it didn't happen personally. Yeah. Okay, I kind of want to get into a little bit of theory, uh, theory crafting here because I really like what what you brought up there for for a sec. Okay, so Cora has four seasons right from the get go. Who's the ultimate villain? What's the story progression? I would like to say like, okay, I really like that idea that you had with like, okay, Amon t- takes away her bending. She has to relearn the elements, and the only thing she has is air, which she just learned. Do you think it goes into Vatu Unalak right away, or does it go into Sahir? Or does it go into Earth? But and I think it would go into Earth Empire. Yeah, a little bit earlier, because then you're building up. Kavira has that stuff. Um, or actually, I think it could go into Zahir, and they can do some of the Spirit World stuff with Zahir because I think Zahir thing- would be a great ending villain. Like Zahir, I think Zahir yeah. was more powerful as a character than Kavira was, and I like her a lot. Um, I think that she's really interesting. I think it would have been you know, almost more interesting if they ended with Zaheer or if he was longer in the series. And I see why he had to be there, of course, because Cora had to, you know, again, with the PTSD, after they put metal in her body, she had needed that growth and she needed that self-confidence put back in her. Um, so I see why Zaheer was in the middle of the series um, as opposed to the end. But if Cora did unlearn her bending, I think that Zaheer would have been a really interesting, like, endgame villain. And I feel like... Like even with like, I really like the Vatu Unalak stuff. I would love, I would have loved it if instead of just like, like spirit bending, I guess away Kaiju Unalak, <laughs> Kaiju Vatu Unalak. I would have loved to see like again, like with the Dark Avatar kind of like a Dark Avatar cycle where this potential Dark Avatar only has one of the elements, but mm-hmm. is the most powerful in that element. Interesting, yeah. And like it would kind of like okay, where like Zahir is probably the most powerful Airbender because he was able to take Guru's uh, Guru Pati's teachings and be able to like to fly because he was able to completely disconnect himself yeah. from the world after his love died. Yeah, he's like, well, I I don't need any connections to anyone anymore because the only thing that was keeping me anchored physically was was my love and that's why like at the like during airbender that's why ang couldn't make that he couldn't he couldn't take that step that zaheer did because he was anchored by katara right right his friends and out of yeah again like having a dark avatar cycle or even having someone like to the same extreme as zaheer i think like they would have been a good like season like unalak like vatu unalak would have been a really good i think maybe season three hmm and then going into Zaheer because after, okay, here comes the Avatar. They completely screwed up this entire, our entire city, just like how they did with, um, with all the Red Lotus stuff happening, right? Okay, Korra made a decision to just, okay, we're going to let all the spirits into the world. And everyone's all like, you've kind of just like taken away our, like, our agency. We've lost our homes. We've lost this. And she's basically just like, tough. And then having the the red lotus and stuff coming after her because the avatar inherently is a dangerous thing is a dangerous creature right and you want to end it 
I think that's that would be a really good thing, and it would like leading in again to like the, uh, Ju what Giuliano thought was like for the Earth Empire theory. I think that would be really cool. You could take the Red Lotus and and see how like they could like infiltrate the Earth Empire and kind of like try to turn any sympathizers. Like you could see how like they could infiltrate that and like kind of like like weasel and worm their way around there. Any other theories, Matteo? Like as a as a relatively new fan, what would you like? Uh, what would you like to see, like uh, like theory crafting and anything like that? I don't honestly. I haven't really thought too much about that because I'm still going through the the comics. Mm -hmm. But like I said, I just want to see more of the team, original team Avatar, and I want to see more previous Avatars, whether they're included in future stories through some sort of Korra retcon or in uh like their actual lives like when we when they were the, they were alive and were the avatar so I, i'm i'm in for the ride i'm in for the long call now like i'm 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 dedicated now like i am a lifelong fan like the, <laughs> I'm, so i like i am so thankful that you guys pushed me to watch this show because it's now my new favorite thing and like yes! it's like no matter like what movie or, or series comes out i'm there day one Yes, but, it's yeah. so special. Such a good series. Yeah. And I'm I can't so wait jealous. for like I can't wait for for like the series to come out and we watch the episode that week and then like we talk about it. Like that's gonna be awesome. It's gonna be a great experience. Well, I guess now's a good time to to actually segue into this. So you guys heard about the Avatar board game? Uh, it was it was kickstarted and 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 stuff. Yeah, so the D and D. I yeah, yeah the D and D thing. But and I think it would be a great idea to play that. So I went and backed it. It should be it should be in around like sometime in February. So, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna be playing that. Maybe we'll kind of like do a little bit of a recap every now and then about like what our avatar like characters and stuff are doing inside of this board game. I think it would be really fun. So like I I totally knew that like Juliana would want to play it. Sarah and Adriana would want to play it. Uh, Matteo definitely now that he is an avatar fan uh, would definitely want to play it and. Yeah, I thought I thought I'd like. Okay, yeah, let's let's um, let's do this board game. It'd be fun. Yeah, so just I I thought I'd share that. I'm so excited. <laughs> I have like 12 OCs from seventh grade that yeah. I can pull. Y'all see the light of day again. <laughs> yeah, just like whip out all of the OCs. Honestly, it's like the reason the reason why I like went back when I used to play World of Warcraft. I actually made a shaman character in that game because they were like the whole like lore behind the shaman as a class is like okay you have this deep connection to spirits and the elements and i'm like okay i can make my character the avatar that's so like cool. huck lightning and <laughs> and use water to heal and things like that so like that's that's part of the reason why i play shaman awesome. i totally forgot adriano was here too Me so too. i guess that's adriano that's why i play shaman Oh, that's I didn't know like you were that into Avatar. I never really talked about. Well, it. when when I was little, like when Mateo and I were little, I always wanted to watch Avatar. But it was like I think Avatar was on. It was on at the same time that Mateo wanted to watch. I think like Teen Titans or something. And I'm like, I want to watch Avatar. And he's like, No, we're watching this instead. Both are good. Both are good. I don't know. I it def. I don't know what the exact show it overlapped with, but it overlapped with one of my favorite shows. So like that's why I never could give Avatar the chance. But now, clearly, I made the wrong decision, so. I watched the pilot episode in the first release. Like I said, I lost my first tooth while I was watching it. But I don't think I was old enough to fully grasp Avatar when it first came out. Um, and I watched it 
all the way through for the first time when I was 10 years old and just completely fell in love with it and haven't stopped since. Like the show is definitely like, it, it's crazy to think how, how like insanely more popular the show is now than it ever was when either Cora or Last Airbender were on TV right. like, in that time. And I think it's like, it completely has to do with the fact that it was put on streaming services and, like people have been able like that show really works well uh be, like when you're able to binge it because like you're get it's not like like a other like other nickelodeon shows that don't follow a coherent plot like it's just like every episode's its own thing like yeah, avatar yeah. has a definitive beginning and it, you can see the stories unfold and then it ends and like and it, it and there isn't that filler like it's so great that last airbender is only three seasons and yeah there's like one filler episode in in like the, there's the great divide but like uh <laughs> that that's it but like even that is not like it's not awful but like oddly enough the the episode the great divide is one of the episodes that i clearly remember watching as a kid and being like i really like the idea of like of this show that may be the episode that i said no we're not watching this show so. yeah. yeah but before you knew it was bad <laughs> But yeah, like the fact that it was such like, it's crazy to think that a show that came out in like 2004, whenever it was, like, is like, that was binge TV before like binging TV TV. was a thing, right? Absolutely. They were way ahead of their time. Like it's in multiple ways, but I actually thought of a little segment we could do to close if no one else has anything to share. Cause like we talked a lot about like what we hope for the future of the series, but like we never really talked about who our favorite characters are. Yeah. And we talked about like what type of bender we'd be. Like, I think that's a huge part obviously is like the characters. Like we talked about the settings and things like that, but like just quickly, like Iroh aside, because like, I think all of us think Iroh's phenomenal. We're like your two favorite characters from each show. Like, I think it'd be a cool way to, to close off the episode. It's so. really difficult. I know, it's so <laughs> difficult. I could start. Uh, <laughs> so Iroh's my favorite, obviously. We don't need to include him. Um, my two favorite characters from Avatar, since I was a child, since I started watching, watching as adult, Sokka kind of weasels his way in there, but Hoth um, and Zuko. I'm a Zuko cosplayer. If y'all don't know, follow me at Dekutot on TikTok. Anyway, but... I, I always loved Zuko's story arc, and it just, like, it touches... So many people, I think, um, his relationship with Iroh and just how special that is, especially in children's media, how they represent like healthy relationships and toxic relationships and how to identify the difference, especially for a child, because Zuko's Zuko's an older character, but he's a child, you know, and and it's 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 just he's he's such a good character and Toph because I see myself in her. She's a bad bitch. I love her. Anyway, I know as a kid, I was like a jerk. And I was like, oh, my God, that's me on TV. Toph is great. I love her. I also refuse to wear shoes. But anyway. Do we want to do all of our Airbender ones first, then go around and do our core favorite ones afterwards? Or do you want, like, all of them at the same time? We could do we could do all the Airbender ones first. The thing is, like, I find it really difficult to pick my favorite Airbender characters because, like, it's mostly Team Avatar. Um, Like, characters characters like again like it's really difficult once you take like iroh out of it og boomy is like kind of crazy and funny 
but again, like I think I think when it comes down to it, right? I like because I only watched it as like really as an adult, right? So I gotta say Sokka's up there because I can definitely like identify with like the goofy genius that is Sokka. Because I feel like I am very much the Sokka of our group. I- I'm a big Sokka fan, big Iroh fan for sure. But like again, like the like the team itself, I find that there's not a lot of characters outside of the main cast that I can really say like, yep, that that one in particular, that's really good. I'm gonna say Appa because Appa is awesome, and every time I see Appa, I'm instantly happy. Serotonin <laughs> producer. Adriana, what about you? Uh, I think my favorite character is Sokka um, because you know, for someone who doesn't bend, he just man, he kicks ass. Like, mm-hmm. like he. he is it me or did he learn something from every nation? He did. He mastered all the non-bending styles from every single nation. That's just, just fan sword. That's just epic. Yeah. It just is his just quirky genius too, right? Like, like yep. he's underestimated, but like he's freaking smart. You know, like who knows how many times like things could have ended in in catastrophe if he wasn't there, or you know, or like like how the battle could have turned if if you know he just. Wasn't that smart? <laughs> yeah, I, I really especially loved uh, the end part when he mastered the sword. That was, <laughs> that was like, yes. Yeah. See, I want them to write a story of him finding that sword again. For I, I'm kind of in the same boat as Gino for Avatar, where, like, the main cast is so strong, it doesn't really have... Like, the supporting characters, you don't really spend enough time with them. Like they're they're not like i think the most like reoccurring characters aside from like jet's crew is like cabbage guy and he's like a joke like he's not in it very much right oh my cabbages like like suki's reoccurring in i I guess but like she's no but she's kind of like a a regular in in the the final season but like i don't know Uh, but for me and my and uh tylee uh, but like another me, theory about Kylie being from the Air Nation. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't have that appreciation for Sokka if I was a kid. But like for ev- the reasons everyone said, Sokka uh, and Zuko, absolutely. Like Zuko, I think is the best written character on that show. Yes. Like his his journey from beginning to end is so evident. His change is so evident. Like that is the, in my opinion, that's like the emotional core of the show. Yes. Seeing that seeing him change and i that that honestly was like one of the most fulfilling character arcs i've seen in a television show period like the the payoff is is fantastic and like they knew day one that zuko was going to be ang's teacher and now we and we got to see that that happen in the exact same in the exact way that the creators wanted to which was which was really special and then just in general cuz gino mentioned appa I the animal like the animal companions in Avatar are way better than the animal companions in Korra. As much as I like Pabu, but Appa and Momo are like leagues ahead of Pabu and Naga. But Naga doesn't do anything to... though. I know, like that's the thing. Like they knew they're like we can't top Appa, so let's just not have Naga travel with Korra for a lot of the show. So the car I... is their Appa. But also knowing that Momo is supposed to be a reincarnation of Monkeyatso makes his character so much more significant too. So yeah, the Avatar Animal Companions, so good. Top tier, beautiful, love them. Yep. So for Korra though, uh, does anyone would anyone like to start with their favorite Korra characters? Yeah, 
go in, in the same order that we went before. Um, my favorite Korra characters are Bolin and Jinora. Um, I don't really have too much of a reason why. I feel like the character development in Korra wasn't as like hard-hitting as it was in Avatar. So like, I like Bolin because he's fun and he's cute and he's cool. Uh, I like Jinora. I think Jinora had the best um, character arc in Korra aside from Korra herself. Um, and I do think, I'm not a huge fan of Korra as a character, but I do love where Korra goes um, through her hero's journey. And I really love, you know, how they show her struggling with mental illness and how they show her confidence getting hit, how they show her, you know, coming back up. But aside from her, I think Jinora was also like a beautiful character such good representation for young girls too like she's awesome i just like bolin because who doesn't like bolin he's cool this one's really tough for me because while like the core of team avatar for korra like okay korra mako asami and bolin i really didn't like korra for like not for anything it's just that like because the side characters in that show were just done way better like Lin Beifong, amazing character. Boomy, amazing character. You have Tenzin doing a, an amazing job there as well. Like, I, lo I love to hate the new Earth King. Like, I just did not like that character because he was just so... Yeah. Varric <laughs> was great. Julie was great also. And it's just like, the side characters really stole the show. Boomju amazing yeah boom Jew. <laughs> just boom for existing. i think that cora is intentionally unlikable in the first two seasons i think that that's a part of her journey is being a little bit unlikable and then learning as she goes you know yeah. I, and i agree i don't like her but i think that you're not supposed to really like her that much yeah and that's the thing though like i found like i started off not liking cora and then i'm like okay i get why you did that yeah and, like, I appreciate the character a lot more now because of her interactions with, like, the, the wider world. Right. And if I had to narrow it down to, like, my absolute favorite, I really think Lin Beifong did a, like, like that character grew a lot as well. And it goes to show you that, like, the older generation of people and stuff, like, adults can learn things too, right? It's not just, like, kids yeah. going on this, like, like, she learned to forgive her sister after, like, 30 years. Amen. And they were able to get to, like, old Toph is great. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Toph is great in general, like, forever and always. I really liked what they did with Zaheer in that show. And I'm going to, you know what, I'm going to say Zaheer is one of my favorites as well, just because of just, like, how menacing he can be. Just be, And I also want to, like, I want to put, like, I want to send out some love for the core of villains because they were really strong. Yes, amen. They weren't just like generic evil. I am Ozai and I am bad. Unalak was Ozai-ish, but that's all. <laughs> yeah. The rest of them weren't really good. Adri, Adri, before uh, I forget about you. Yeah. Okay. Uh, well, I really like the the, the Beifongs, especially Poff. Um, and it, Varric, is that the airship guy? The guy that's with Julie? Yeah. He's yeah. Water. Yeah. He, he, yeah. He's my favorite. Yeah. <laughs> Do the thing. <laughs> That's how you should have proposed. It's just, um, it's just I, if I'm right, he just like had everybody around his finger. That guy. Yep. Am I wrong? Yeah. Oh, no, yeah. 
and and in a really like manipulative brilliant way because he comes off as like a fool <laughs> yes yeah he's great but he's not like a bad guy. So no. Like, well, yeah. I think doesn't he? He kind of was the bad yeah, guy yeah. at the yeah. beginning of the at the beginning of the Unalak arc. He kind of was. Like, like and he's never... like no fascism. Sorry. Yeah. That's why, like, like, you just can't put your finger on that character, and then it's like, oh man, this guy's this guy's uh, pretty badass. Yeah. Yeah. He's <laughs> he can do whatever he wants. <laughs> For me, at least with Korra, I Bolin, I think, is my like. He's my absolute favorite in the show. I really wish we spent more time with Aang's kids, but I do really like Boomy and Tenzin. Like Kaya didn't really get enough time for me to really like get to know her and like her. She's hot but, though. Uh, Tenzin and Boomy though are fantastic characters. Boomju though, no joke. <laughs> Well, every time Boomju appeared on the screen, even though if it was like for a split second, I screamed Boomju. Boomju is like the best spirit in Avatar. And if you don't like Boomju, then there's something wrong with you. But in all seriousness, oh, though, like, yeah, <laughs> did not mean for that. But uh, in all seriousness, though, I echo everything Gino said with like the way, like, I, I personally didn't like the, a lot of the main cast. Like, I didn't, I didn't like Korra. I didn't like, Sami very much and and Mako I think Mako gets a bad rap but still he's not like fantastic boring but the side characters in Korra really like elevate the show Sue Beifong also is fantastic like I think she's so badass like I just I just love how like Toph, both of Toph's kids are, are complete badasses even her like creepy cousins are like hilarious for me for sure like it's it's the, the parallels between Sokka and and uh, Bolin are just like it just you can't hate these characters they're just they're hilarious they're, they're yeah. they they are the comic relief of the show and like and like they have important stories and they're not just like throwaway like like they're they're like they actually like serve a purpose and mm-hmm. when things do get serious they're there and like when Bolin became a a lava bender. I was so happy. Like that was such a fantastic moment in the show. So like for me, it's like the tier. Like I, I sent you guys the tier. It's like Bolin, Boomy, Boomju. But then now there's been room has been made for like Tenzin and Sue Beifong yeah. and stuff like that. So, but yeah, that's my list. Beautiful. Yeah. So that was the that was the Avatar podcast. We've been we've been wanting to do this one for a little while. I think honestly, it would be really nice to get like maybe like if we missed anything. Or like just like our like maybe we could like revisit Avatar again in the future. Like hopefully we could have Jules here to help out with it because I know that he would really like to to be part of this one. But yeah, it would be I I really want to revisit this, especially like okay, let's get into like some like sink our teeth into like some other meaty kind of like theory crafting and things. I I didn't mention the one of one of the things that I found out before where like Cora like Nickelodeon released a book where like Cora's writing a diary almost to talk to the next earthbender because she's not sure if the new avatar cycle if she's going to be able to like speak with the new uh the new earthbender or oh, she's wow. going to use the the tech and like she's going to write a book and like she's writing a book to the 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 next avatar and like heck there might even be like movers about Korra talking to whatever and it, it'd be nice like if if we could do it like another avatar podcast i feel like we have not like we've just like 
we just scratched the surface. I know. Every time y'all bring up anything, I'm like, oh my gosh, I should have said something about life. Like, I want to talk about Aang and how I wasn't happy about how he's represented as a parent and like also, you know, and and Eileen yeah. we brought up and I think it's such an interesting theory that her parents were captives of the uh, the air nomads and stuff like that. Like, really interesting theories that we didn't get to touch on. I would love to do that again. Yeah, okay. We, okay, then we got we to gotta do a part two eventually. Yes. Okay. Gee, when, yeah. when there's more Avatar news? Well, not even when there's more Avatar news. We can always just talk about Avatar. It's great. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Well, like, I guess with that, we've kind of, like, exhausted all of our like, part one or, like, first Talking Avatar kind of chat uh, with you guys here. Uh, like and subscribe if you like what we're doing here. If you'd like to hear more about our thoughts on Avatar or if, hey, did we did we miss anything? What would you like to see? Uh, who's your favorite characters in Avatar and things like that? Like, just just let us know. Honestly, like we, I think we just hit 270 subscribers, and like we've we've seen a little bit more growth than normal recently, like this past month. Uh, and welcome aboard if you're new. Uh, let us know who you are. Just say hi in the comments or anything. Right? If you're listening to us on Apple Podcast or Spotify or Google Podcast or wherever you're listening to to us from, uh, glad that you made it this far in. And we, we're going to be getting some, a lot of new and exciting uh, content. We're over on YouTube also, where we have some exclusive gaming content. We recently talked about the Nintendo Direct, and if you're interested in that, that type of uh, that content, also give that one a listen to and what we thought about uh, Nintendo's most recent news. Um, but yeah, this has been Gino at the Hub World, along with uh, Sarah and Matteo and Adriano. And I guess we'll talk to you next time. Bye. See ya. Yeah. Thanks for listening.